Clutch Gaming is one of the new teams that looks to bring their analytical system and sharp roster to challenge the big dogs in the NALCS. Clutch Gaming, originally called Clutch City Gaming, is one of the teams that was announced as the four new non-endemic entities for the franchise NALCS. Clutch Gaming has been in development with the backing of the Houston Rockets leadership. The team has been developing both an analytical and scouting network for the past year to attempt to catch up to the competition, as well as build a solid roster that with the right coaching could challenge any team in the league. It does seem that being backed with a proven owner of other successful teams, the organization will be in the right hands to prosper as a fan favorite. Now, onto the roster. In the top lane, we have Colin Solo Ernest. Solo is an up-and-coming top laner that you may have been able to witness a couple times acting as a substitute for Echo Fox in the 2016 season. This is his first showing as a starting top laner for an LCS team. Throughout the 2017 season, he was a starting top laner for the Challenger team, Goldcoin United, one of the top performing teams in the Challenger series. He shows promise with this new opportunity. Next up, we have the jungler, Lyra. Lyra might be a household name in NALCS, being the silver lining for Team Envious in the 2017 season, constituting as one of the best junglers in the region. Even though he had a rocky start beginning his career bouncing around teams, almost endlessly. He finally landed into the Afrika Freaks the year prior coming to NA and was able to prove himself as a strong jungler amidst a strong LCK competition. This is his year to shine in a new organization that looks promising with the right support all around this all-star jungler. Moving on to the mid lane, Febvin. Febvin started his pro career in 2014 when he was part of one of the European Challenger teams owned by C9. In the summer, he joined H2K with some promise being showed. In the 2015 season, Febvin joined Rivals Fnatic and was part of the 18-0 team in the summer split after a strong performance in Worlds. This team was able to make it through all the way into the semis. An impressive run for a Western team. Febvin has found a lot of international success, even being able to solo kill Faker in the multiple, multiple games that they have been able to play against each other even getting the nickname, Faker Killer. In 2016, Bevan continued in Fnatic with mixed success, ultimately leading the team to drop him and him joining H2K in the 2017 season. Bevan has a lot of potential to be a power foul's mid laner, and we will see if he can hold his own against some of the best mid laners in NA. Now, the ADC, Apollo. Apollo not only has arguably one of the best legal names in the scene, but he might actually have one of the best teams to perform in his career. First joining the scene with Team Coast back in 2013, Apollo had a very up and down career. After a successful season with Team Impulse, where they failed to qualify to Worlds due to the huge reverse sweep of C9, Apollo joined Team Dignitas and then Team Apex following Team Dignitas' relegation in 2016. After a fairly unsuccessful year, Apollo went over to Team Envy where he had a rocky start but after time to adjust was able to pull off some impressive performances. It will be great to see how Apollo moves forward. Luckily, he has the same support as last year, Hakuo. Hakuo started his professional career in multiple challenger teams but in 2016, he was picked up by Renegades. After the spring split, Renegades was disbanded due to multiple infractions. The team that replaced them was Team Envy. 
Hakuo remained in the org and showed good promise as one of the native supports in the region. It will be great to see his growth continue with Apollo and Clutch Gaming. Last but not least, we have the coach, D. Lim. David Lim has been in the scene for a few years now, starting off being a coach for Team Liquid Academy in 2016. With the high success of the team, he was made the head coach of Team Liquid's LCS squad shortly after. Throughout the 2017 season, he kept working with Team Liquid even though the team had some of its worst results in history. David was always one to try and help his team through some tough times. His addition to coaching staff will be great to watch as he will be able to accomplish a lot with the roster he has at his disposal. Alright, so with all that information about Clutch Gaming, why do we like this team, Manny? The question is, why don't you? you know? Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Might be a shorter no. list, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just, that's it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, listen, there's no surprise that, like, you have to be interested in a team that has Lyra in it, right? He was <laughs> the most voted, um, like, jungler. He was, like, an all-star, you know, in the terms of, hey, this is a great jungler, right? Uh, like the all-pro teams mm -hmm. that casters voted on and stuff. Like, he was voted for that both splits. He's a really good jungler that just happened to be stuck, like, in Envy. Now, granted, you do have two members of Envy in this team. I think this team looks really good, especially with the addition of Fevavin. You know... Lyra's going to have a good mid laner um, that holds his ground, has international experience, like we mentioned you know, earlier. Mm -hmm. It's going to be so interesting to see the potential, right? I think like we're, we're kind of like stuck with, stuck with potentials, right? And I think the potential of this team is really high. And I think they, they are looking to challenge the top, you know? I think, granted, everyone says that, but I think like, <laughs> this, is, this is a team that, that looks for it, you know? Like... It, they they would be disappointed with the, you know, anything less than top four. I'd be I'd be surprised if if that was at least not their ambition. Yeah, with Lyra, I mean, like you mentioned, he wasn't on such a great performing team, but he put up monster numbers and he carried the team so hard. It is a team game where you have five players on your team and five people on the other team, so one person cannot just straight up. Put everyone on their back and carry a whole team. Lyra was doing that and was almost finding success like every split. So he is a monster. Everyone is super excited to see what he's like because, again, if you haven't been like watching it very heavily, you might not know who Lyra is because Envy wasn't putting up wins, they weren't putting up huge wins, they weren't placing very high, they were having a lot of trouble. But that you don't. That means you weren't watching the games and understanding how much Lyra was contributing as a team that just kept losing. So with that, it's super, super important to have the jungle and mid synergy. And we have Febibin in this team too. So Febibin, like we said before, coming from across the pool and he had really, really high performances at his highest. And I think he ran into a kind of slump and a plateau where he did uh, digress in his skill and performance, but it's not like he, I don't think he hit his peak. I think he just hit like a bump in the road. So coming over to NA, shaking things up. This guy is a scary mid laner that was contesting at his, at his best with the top mid laners in Europe. And Europe is just full of really good mid laners. 
and and even the world right I, mm-hmm. I mean we mentioned that he was known as like kind of like the faker killer right yeah 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 uh because they met uh skt a couple times in in different points so he he's a strong guy you know like he's he's strolly he's super funny i mean if you've seen life of legends like two years ago and stuff like he's he's a funny guy right Mm -hmm. so i think he brings a great personality that hopefully like some of us in na will finally be able to experience a bit more i think you know like you mentioned like he kind of like had a, a really rocky year and i think this might be the team that could help him exceed all of that you mm-hmm. know uh i think just with that in mind kind of like with the other non-endemic teams this is just the new kids on the block right who's not excited to see a, t- a new team <laughs> probably like do something right yeah yep. um you know i think i think that's really really cool uh with that in mind you know in case you don't remember what non-endemic means that just means that uh, they were not originally from the NALCS, and they're actually backed by the Houston Rockets. So if you're from you know, Texas, if you're from Houston, maybe that's just your favorite team. You might want to back this team, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they do have, like, that strong backing from them. So I think it's always an interesting kind of, like, little regional thing that some of these teams do have. Yeah, and they are very, very incorporated with the esports team, the Houston Rockets, that is. It's not like... They give money and that's it. They're integrated just kind of like the Golden Golden Guardians and the Golden State Warriors are very integrated. So it's gonna be so it's gonna be cool to see those circles kind of collide and just see kind of what content and how both those organizations help each other out. Really, really excited about that one. Uh, another person that's kind of in between, I would say, is Sebastian. Sebastian has been their big face and voice for the League of Legends team and jumping into the franchise uh, NALCS. And mm-hmm. the cool thing about this guy that I think he really embodies what esports kind of, the professionalism of esports because he's a well-spoken guy. He knows what he's talking about. He knows esports. He also knows traditional sports. So he's a really nice bridge to both those organizations and they're, I guess they're professionals and experts in that. But at the same time, he doesn't skirt around topics, really. He he addresses them. I think it's really cool when he he's in an interview and he's like, you know what? We don't know what we're doing. And I'm like, oh, you can't say that. But then he's like, we don't. And we're learning and no one does. No one does know what they're learning. We are We know what we know and there's plenty of stuff to still learn. And we're excited about learning that. And he's like, we will make mistakes and we're going to do some awesome stuff. And I think that transparency is something that maybe accidentally comes out in esports, but them doing it intentionally and being very genuine about it is really, really cool and interesting. And I, I'm very interested to see how that lives up through bad performances and good performances. And also how much we will get to know about the brand, the players and what they're doing, you know, when things are going wrong and to hear really like what's up and to hear and hopefully not hear this, you know, we've, tried our best and there's things going on and blah 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 fill in words fluff and then you're like wait they didn't really say anything you know so i'm really excited to see that from my organization yeah i mean again sebastian has been on multiple like interviews uh he was interviewed by travis he actually was on beyond the rift and if you haven't seen that episode (laughs) of beyond the rift i said i highly suggest you do because it's really funny 
but they even talked about their scouting network, right? And their analytics, how mm-hmm. they have like scouts ev- pretty much everywhere that like help. And they're trying to develop a new system of how to understand why picking certain players is better than others, you know? And granted, in the interview, like they ended up joking about, like, oh, what did my interview say? Like, or what did my scouting report say? Because they had scouting reports for uh, Cutie. And Number 180 like, oh, carry? <laughs> yeah. And it was like, it was like, oh, I think you got like a six out of 10. He's like, wait, what the hell? Like, you know, <laughs> again, that, that's like the transparency, right? He, yeah, yeah. he legitimately told them, like, Oh, this is what we saw, right? Mm-hmm. But we we were interested in getting you. Like ah. that's stuff like you don't see, right? Yeah. yeah. Or or you might hear after. Kind of mm-hmm. like in the hindsight 50-50. Oh yeah, maybe we should have been, you know, like done that. That we yep, hear yep. from so many other. So that's that's also really big. Um, like you mentioned, again, like their the analytics, they might not be super open about that because they're trying to catch up in mm-hmm. terms of Hey, they know that they're not like the favorite team, right? They know they're a new team, so maybe they're looking forward to to reach reach out and 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 get stuff stuff started. So, yeah, actually, with with those analytics, I'm really excited because I'm sure they will put out. They better. <laughs> I really, really hope they start putting out like content about League of Legends and the analytics behind them like even talking about player performance because we you know we see those Riot released um, infographics like most kills and um, you know there's a huge stats team in Riot that also like tries to find out new things like um, what is the the mid lane uh, oh crap what is it called when the junglers are on the mid lane how often they are and stuff like that or like how yeah. much damage they're putting out compared to how much damage they could be putting out like these kind of stats that's what clutch gaming and the Houston Rockets like are really really good at. So it'll be really cool to see like Lyra. He is a really good jungler on a poor performing team, but when we pump the numbers in, we see that he's like 11 out of 10 because of all the things he accomplished on a a losing team. Because when you're on a winning team, hey, guess what? Your KDAs are better. That's just that's what happens. If you're on a losing team, your KDAs aren't good because that's just what happens. If you're a support player that's an engager on a team that like lost every lane, like what can you do? You engage as an Alistar and you die. Like, but that's what you need to do. So being able to separate the noise and the misconceptions and the misinterpretations of stats and stuff like that is something that these guys will be working on or are working on and will be their strength, especially when finding talent and coming up with strategies and stuff like that i'm really really excited to see that instead of being like oh gangplank has the highest win rate in the top lane so he's the probably the strongest person and being like actually the reason why gangplank is the highest win rate is because faker keeps or it's the haunter keeps playing him against really really bad teams like when tsm is against like the 10th place team they keep picking gangplank and he just wrecks it so that's a very misconstrued uh stat so i'm really excited to see the potential of them putting out content towards the general public to kind of just like help us learn the game and understand the game a little bit better. Yeah, no, I, and I completely agree. And also, kind of bonus, uh, bonus plug here. Uh, Sebastian did say that if you're a CLG fan looking for a new team, they are CLG without the elves. So <laughs> the spiciness, yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's I love it because they're not afraid, right? And they say they're challenging for the title. That's mm-hmm. what they really want to do. Um, again, we'll do power rankings and stuff after where we might think this team 
will end up being. But mm-hmm. aside from that, I think that this has a very interesting roster. It has a very interesting just team overall, right? Like the Houston Rockets, I know that they have like their whole brand, but I think that they're being backed by the right people to have a team that will succeed. Yeah, I agree with that. Awesome. Well, don't forget on how to be a fan of Clutch Gaming.